Hello and welcome to the latest ATP Tennis Radio podcast, which this week comes in the form of a quiz. If you're listening in a country that celebrates Christmas, I hope you're having a great time. If you don't celebrate Christmas, well, enjoy our rather zany festive spirit. And we have two teams for you here. We have on one side Gigi Salmon, Jill Krabus, Seb Lozier and Barry Cowan. Uh, Gigi, tell us what your team name is, please. Is it awful that I've already forgotten? I know that two were muted, but I'm not sure which one we are. <laughs> did, you, did you agree to be Team Hackers? Yes, we did. I think that was a name that Barry Cowan came up with, and that is what we will go with. Fine. So Team Hackers, that's Gigi's team. And Peter, Peter McCarto, he is with Miles McLagan, Lucy Arl, and Brian Clark. And Peter, what's your team name? Hello, Chris. Hello, everyone. We're, we're, we're a dream team, so it doesn't matter what we're called. We're going to be called winners by the end of this anyway. What did we decide? I think we said... Oh, so you forgot as well. <laughs> Brian, help me out here. I think we'll be team serve since we bring it. Team serve. So there are 28 questions in this quiz and we will go alternating. And the first six questions are on the tennis year 2021. So we're going to start with Team Serve. That's Peter's team. Uh, and we're going to start with two questions involving the year's dominant player, Novak Djokovic. He got off to a brilliant start. Question one is, who was the first player to beat him in 2021? And that is for Team Serve, which is Peter, Miles, Lucy and Brian. It's very interesting deliberating on a Zoom call because there's no no privacy no, was it? Did, didn't he win? Was it in Belgrade? Was it? Um, Karate? He lost to Karatsev in Belgrade. Yeah. yeah, but did he lose before that? Well, he he didn't play. I mean, he won Australia, played Miami. There was no Indian Wells. Monte Carlo. Wait, who did he Evans? lose to in Miami? Oh, Evans in Monte Carlo. That was my yeah. other thought. Yeah, that's before Belgrade, isn't it? It was. Yeah, uh, he won. But Miami. Who... He won Miami, didn't he? No, Hercatch. No, Hercatch won Miami. Yeah, did he, he play Miami? No. So it's Evans. The answer is Evans. You got there eventually. I was just about to... Do we not have to take their first answer, which was Karatsev? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, if it was me, we'd be taking Karatsev all the way, by the way. Just got to throw that in right now. There are a lot of names being thrown out there. Two things I didn't say at the beginning. One, the answer is whatever's written down on my piece of paper. And two, there is no video-assisted refereeing in this. Anyway... Uh, Question two, which is for Gigi's team, uh, Team Hackers. In the third round of the Australian Open, what unusual event happened in the fourth set of the match between Novak Djokovic and Taylor Fritz? In the third round of the Australian Open, what unusual event happened in the fourth set of the match between Novak Djokovic and Taylor Fritz? Are we allowed to deliberate? Yeah, they had to stop it to let the fans out, I think. And they got rid of everybody. Yeah. It was past the time, the quarantine the curfew time. time, and everyone had to everyone had to go, and they stopped it, and then started it again. That is the correct answer. Hey, that, that is the correct answer. So technically, Chris, it's not the correct answer. Quarantine hadn't started by that stage. They let people out to let them get home before the curfew had started. Just you know, little technicality. Chris, there. Chris, Chris gave it to final. us already. <laughs> Yeah, he's written it down on his piece of paper, Peter. I'm sorry. Delighted to welcome the chair of the International Association of Pedants, joining us from Melbourne. Um, so, yes, uh, you, technically you're correct. They let people out at 11.30 so that they could be home by midnight. But uh, even that's not correct because there's no way that 
half the people at Melbourne Park would have got home by midnight if they left <laughs> at 11.30. But uh, there we go. Right. So question for um, Team Serve. In 2021, Casper Ruud won back-to-back titles three weeks running. Which titles were they? You can just give the cities, but you need all three to gain the point. Hitsball and... Was it Gustard and Bostard? Yeah, Gustard, Bostard and Kitzball. It was Kitzball, wasn't it? It was, yes, absolutely. Bostard, Gustard and Kitzball. Very good. So point two. Uh, I should make, this is the third time we've done this quiz and Gigi's team has won both times. Last year it was online. Two years ago it was at the O2 Arena in London during the uh, ATP finals. And um, I think there was somewhat an imbalance. Peter roped in about sort of six ringers, but they still couldn't win. Oh, I, yeah, I had most of the ATP media team. Yes, who you just did. happened to be walking, walking past at that time to uh, help me out. And you know what? They brought me nothing. Donuts. Just happened to know nothing. Yes, exactly. Right, so this question is for uh, Team Hackers. That's Gigi's team. Gigi, Jill, Seb and Barry. Daniel Medvedev has won 13 career singles titles, 12 of them in hard on hard court. In 2021, he won his first title not on hard. Where? Was it the one on the gra- grass? I think it was the one right before Wimbledon on grass. in Mallorca? I think it oh, might have been. Be. Yeah, I, I think, think it was. was yeah. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, that is correct. You're on fire. First four questions all answered correctly. It can only go downhill from here on. Uh, question five, which is for Team Serve. It's Peter's team. The two ATP tournaments held in Argentina both had Argentinian winners. Diego Schwarzman won in Buenos Aires. But which 19-year-old won the title in Cordoba? The Very good. Which one? Her name to Team Lucy. Spot, spot the people who have been working this year. Yeah, spot the one who pays attention while to what's going on. <laughs> what's his first name, Lucy? Juan Manuel. Juan, yes, very good. Juan oh, Manuel. Lucy, you're on good. fire. You yeah. are on fire. Okay, so for Team Hackers... Question six. In 2021, the ATP doubles tour got used to the absence of the Bryans, but one title was won by a pair of twins. Who were they? Skupskis. They're not not twins. They're twins. They're brothers. Barry, I must teach you something about the facts of life. This one, I don't know this one. Twins. This is a hard one. It sounds to me like they're different. Yeah, I don't know this one. Did... Francis TFO play with his brother anywhere? No. They're not twins. Are they're they twins? twins? Oh, they are twins? Oh. Yeah, they're twins. Good question. They are twins. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough Do question. Do we get the chance I... to steal if they don't get it right, Chris? Oh, oh, oh no, ATP. Suddenly get went ready. to the wrong tour. Get ready, Lucy. <laughs> this is you. Twins. Twins on the men's tour. Uh, there's lots of brothers that have paired up. Yes, there are. No. But this is twins. Okay, let's throw it over to Peter's team. Lucy, do you know this one? Off you go. Was it in Belgrade? It was. <laughs> my goodness. Oh my gosh, oh, Lucy, Lucy you are on fire. Ivan and Matej Sabanov. Oh no, wouldn't have got that. They, they won the, the first of the two Serbia Opens. There were two Belgrade tournaments. That's um, impressive. So, uh, yeah, that's a half point. 
which means um, now um, normally our hardworking producer, Russell, doesn't get a mention, but this is one chance to shine. Russell is keeping the score. So, Russell, on the basis that I don't think Peter's team has ever led, would you like to give the score update? Thanks very much, Chris. Yes, team hackers consisting of Gigi, Barry, Seb and Jill. Well, they have two points. Team serve with Peter, Brian, Miles and Lucy. They have three and a half points. Say it again. Say it again. The other time I'll let you speak. If I'm honest, I think team serve has only got Lucy in it. But that's just so far. (laughs) (laughs) We're funneling all our answers through Lucy. (laughs) You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Right. The next round is uh, we've got two questions entitled What Links? So the question for Team Serve. What links Gaston Gaudio, Juan Martín del Potro, Marin Cilic and Dominic Team? One slam. Is that the team's answer? Do we, do, we, do we want to deliberate on this? This could be a very quick podcast. Uh, Rowing that to the team, yeah. but that, that jumps well, out a, at me. It's a correct answer, whether it's what it's written very, down. Whether it's written down on the piece of paper, because <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could have down like they're all that's anagrams of each other or something like that just to really throw us off. Well, uh, let's take a look. Chris, who was the second one you said after Gaudia? Del Potro. Yeah. Was Del Potro team, was there a fourth? Uh, Gaudio, Del Potro, Chilich, and team. One slam wonders. That was the answer. One slam. Well done, Brian. The question for Team Hackers. What links Arantxa Sanchez Vicario, Margaret Court, and Suzanne Longlen? And the answer has as much to do with men's tennis as women's tennis. They have stadiums named after them, maybe? It's a good shout. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stadium the right answer. Yeah. Right answer. So, yeah. got to be. Well, I will give you that. What I have on the paper here is they all have second courts named after them. That's because, um, you know, they're not the main courts at the various venues. Sanchez Vicario at Madrid, Margaret Court at Melbourne Park, Suzanne Longlin at Roland Garros. But I will happily give you that one. Well done, Joe. The next round is called Which is the Odd One Out? And this is a question for Team Serve. Which is the odd one out of these four players? Mats Villander, Stefan Edberg, Boris Becker, Andre Agassi. Mats Villander, Stefan Edberg, Boris Becker or Andre Agassi? Well, Agassi is the only one to have won all four slams. Right. Between the, the other three have won all... What, the other three have won the other three slams and all miss one. Philander, Mrs. Wimbledon, Edberg, the French, Becca, the French. You, you okay with that, Lucy? It's technically right, isn't it? Well, no, it's actually right, but uh, Brian, <laughs> try and get into Chris's mind, Brian. I dare you. Was Philander was yeah. one in the world? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I'm good with Miles. <laughs> All right. That officially that is, correct. is Oh, good. Is we correct. got one straight off yes. without a technicality. Very nice. Well done, Miles. <laughs> right. So this is for Team Hackers. Which is the odd one out of these four tournaments? Roland Garros, 1940. Forest Hills, 1945. <laughs> Australian Open, 1986. Or Wimbledon, 2020. Uh-huh. Roland Garros, 1940. Forest Hills, 1945, Australian Open, 1986, or Wimbledon, 2020? 
would it be? Yeah, they weren't played. Yeah, would it be eighty six then? No, it? yeah, I think when I think the Australian Open wasn't played in eighty six yeah. as well because I think oh. wasn't that the time they went they changed it from end of the year to the beginning of the year. What's the question? What they all have in common? No, which is which is the odd one out? So Wimbledon wasn't played in twenty twenty. I think Australia Open wasn't played in eighty six. Only had an Australian on your team. And what were the other two, Chris? Forest Hills 45 and Roland Garros 1940. So thinking World War II. Yeah. 39-45. So 45 could possibly... Forest Hills could possibly be the odd one out being played at the end of the Second World War. So, team, which one do you want to go for? Um, my gut feeling is 45, Seb. Yeah, I'd, go, yeah I'd, I'd be going Forest Hills, yeah. Jill? Goodness. You are good detectives. Because that's the end of the war, so I imagine that... That one would have been played. No, uh, you are absolutely right. Woo! Um, <laughs> well done, team. Roland Garros stopped for a year for the Second World War. They did play it from 41 to 45, but it was only French nationals and they don't generally think of it as um, a proper Roland Garros. The Australian Open moved from December 1985 to January 1987, so there was no tournament in 86. And Wimbledon 2020 fell victim to the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, nice work, Barry. On, on oh, these are good questions. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. You don't so, get an extra point um, for that, Jill. <laughs> I'm trying. So, Russell, would you like to give us another score update? The score after round two, Chris, is Team Hackers, Gigi, Seb, Barry and Jill. They have four points. And Team Serve with Peter, Miles, Brian and Lucy. They have five and a half points. Yes, Ooh, bring right. the buzzer now. It will be like the Premier League race this year. We'll be in second place like Liverpool and eventually they'll crack. We'll be behind. We'll be like Australia in the ashes. Anyway. No, no, you're under no pressure, so don't worry. That's 5-0. On iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com, this is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Now, the next round is called one-on-one, and this is where we really test the mettle of the eight participants because they all need to produce a piece of paper and a pen. I've got it. Do I get a point? Right. I've got it. We all get a point. Do we get a point for that? Do we get a point for that? (laughs) No, you have tested us and we've produced. (laughs) Well, uh, it won't make any difference to the overall score because if if you get a point, you each get four. So um, it makes no difference. So... um, the first one-on-one is Gigi versus Brian. I'm going to ask you a question. Come where on, the answer Brian. Is a this number. is awful. You're putting us against each other. This I is am. awful. Go on, Brian. Iron stressful. sharpens iron. So this is stressful. The first this one is, is Gigi. Can I just give Brian. you a prior, prior warning? Yes. If my dog starts barking, it's because we've got our delivery. So that will be it. Is this a food delivery arriving? No, this is this is the what wasn't there a, a, a major who cheated at one of those millionaire games because uh, of signals? So this is your dog giving you signals. Yeah, exactly. Because this round is about who is the nearest. I'm all not sure ans- I'd understand if Barry's dog started barking. All anyway. the answers are numerical. Okay, so oh, this is um, awful. Right. This is terrible. This, this is terrible. Gigi right. and Brian. Okay, I'm Brian. In March, Novak Djokovic beat Roger Federer's record for the number of weeks spent at the top of the world rankings. And he's still there now, raising that record with every week that passes. So how many weeks will Djokovic have been at number one by the end of the year? How many weeks will Djokovic been at number one by the end of this year? 
I'd like you to write it on a piece of paper and hold it up to the camera, basically so that you don't, the, the first person that answers isn't disadvantaged by the second person just being one less or one more. I think Brian's going to win this. Is this, <laughs> this between Brian, Gigi and Brian? Yes, it is. Feel free to WhatsApp me the answer now. <laughs> and it's closest Coming. without going over. Can you go Genuinely over? Genuinely waiting. You make your guess and whoever's closest gets the point. Oh, hang on. We've lost Barry. Has he gone to text me the answer? No. <laughs> His food's arrived. Right. I had to turn off my skybox. Right. Was that a clue? No. Um, <laughs> um, okay. I'm just going to write anything down. Okay, fine. Right. So Gigi... And Brian, please put the number on your screen. Brian is 360 and Gigi's 315. Well, they're both plausible, but Brian takes the point yes. for his team, for Team Sir. Yeah, nice, Brian. Uh, because I'm just answer, happy that mine was plausible, it was <laughs> to plausible. be honest. <laughs> I'll tell you how plausible. The answer was 353, or the answer will be 353. Federer's record that Djokovic beat was 310. So... While 315 was way short, it was at least plausible. It was higher than no, I'm, I, I'm No point, but I'm very happy with plausible. <laughs> very good. Okay, the next one-on-one -on -one is Lucy against Jill. Come yes, on, Lucy. Jill. Come on, Come Lucy. on, Jill. Come on, Jill. I'm, I'm against the master right now. Again, you need to write a number down on a piece of paper. How many matches did Roger Federer play in 2021? How many matches? Wow. Can you just write not a lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, it means this might be very close. Come on. Come, come on, you two. Pretend like you're playing each other. We did look up your head-to-head -head record at one stage. I think Lu Lucy is trying to envision the whole of Federer's year. <laughs> I am too. He played, he played this many matches at this tournament. He played that many matches at that tournament. Uh... Implying that... Lucy's done the research for the entire team, by the way. Robert should put that out okay. there. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Jill. I'm Come trying. on, Lucy. He's basically lower than 315. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Have you both written something down? Right. Put it up to the camera then, please. Lucy, you have to go closer than that. I can't see it far too far away. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh my goodness! Hang on. Six uh, the and answer 20. is twelve. Whoa. The answer is twelve. Right there, and I'm. Oh, Jill. Yeah, so it means that Lucy has won because <laughs> she's six short, and Jill was eight too many. Good maths, Chris. Whoa. Very good maths. Um, <laughs> what's interesting is that Federer is listed as. Uh, having 13 results, but that's because Berrettini got a walkover in the fourth round at Roland Garros because Federer pulled out, and therefore that does not count. And thank God it doesn't count, otherwise you'd have been equidistant. So Lucy gets that point. So well <gasps> done, yes, Lucy. Lucy. The next one-on-one -on -one is Seb against Peter. Come on, Seb. Come on, Seb. Come on, Seb. In the fourth round at Wimbledon, Karen Khachanov spoilt Sebastian Corder's 21st birthday party by beating the American 10-8 in the fifth set. Of the 18 games in that final set, how many were breaks of serve? So in the 10-8 fifth set between Khachanov and Corder, how many of those 18 games were breaks of serve? Only I was there. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's taken us 24 minutes for Peter to moan that he hasn't been able to tour this year. <laughs> Come on, Seb. Okay, well, I'm going to... Hang on, hang on. I haven't put mine in yet. I've just... I've got to guess. Oh, hang on. I'm... All right. Well, I'm going to... I didn't watch it, so I knew the result. Uh, have you both Have you both written something down? Okay, show, show it, please. Seven from Peter, six from Seb. I think... How How do we get an even number? <laughs> exactly. I think Seb should be disqualified for having an even number. It has <laughs> to be an odd number. <laughs> Otherwise, they... Oh, yeah, blame. sorry. That is, a, that is a dumb... That is a dumb... <laughs> you might still have been close. Was it five? No, it wasn't. It was 13. It was 13. It was a remarkable final set. And that's why I put it in, because I thought that because there were so many breaks of serve... Uh, one of you would have re remembered that, but uh, clearly not. And so the final one-on-one -on -one is Barry versus Miles. So I got the point for that, just by the way. Just got the point for that. Yes, did I, Chris? yeah, the, thank you. You got just checking. Your team got the point for that. Absolutely, I've contributed. Now, <laughs> Russell is keeping uh, scored. Don't worry about that. One of the matches of the year saw Novak Djokovic beat Rafael Nadal in the semi-finals at Roland Garros. How long did the match last? Well, that exactly. What was what was the official match duration? And the you know the nearest in terms of minutes gets it. I mean, obviously, X hours, next minutes. So this is Barry and Miles. Come on, Miles. You are in complete control here. Mm. Come on, Barry. Pull on back in this awful round for our team. You, you, you know this one. <laughs> you know this one. Uh, I will give a little bit of comfort to uh, Gigi's team in a minute. You know it is... Is Nadal, so it's long. You know that bit. Really, buzzer. Have you both written something down? Okay, show. Uh, right, Miles says three hours twenty. Barry says three fifty-two. Well, you're both short, so Barry wins. Yeah, the, the correct answer was four hours and eleven minutes, which just happens to be the exact same time that the five-set final took with which Djokovic beat Tsitsipas. Both the Djokovic semi-final against Nadal and the final against Tsitsipas, they were both four hours 11. See, see watching the match doesn't help you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> right, Russell, would you like to give the scores? Daylight is starting to appear. At the halfway stage, Gigi, Barry, Seb and Jill, Team Hackers, they're on five points. Peter... Brian, Miles and Lucy, team serve, they're on eight and a half points. Uh. Yes, nice to see you brought the energy, HWP. This is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. A little bit of um, uh, comfort to Team Hackers. We're actually doing a little bit of Labour Cup scoring later on in the contest. There will be a, There will be a round with a lot of points right at the end, so... You, will you be are shouldn't have pushed for that difference. this year. <laughs> is there a prize or trophy at the end of this? I don't remember us having a trophy for the no, last couple of years. No, there isn't, no, is there? No, there's just, just the glory, Gigi. Just, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Now, uh, the next round, we'll also bring in Russell for that because it is, you heard it here. We've got four clips from ATP Tennis Radio commentary. And we have put jingle bells over a couple of words. And you need to find out what the words were that we have missed. So the first clip is for Peter's team, as it's Gigi's commentary. 
And Gigi is talking about Grigor Dimitrov. So what word or words have we jingled over? Dimitrov wide stance, twisting the racket, edging towards the baseline. The Bulgarian on his feet inside the baseline, takes us with a back and floats it just over the net. He's into the net, he's finishing off with a volley here. Exquisite touch for Grigor Dimitrov on break point. So, Peter's team, what did we jingle over? We hear it one more time. Here we go. Dimitrov wide stance, twisting the racket, edging towards the baseline. The Bulgarian on his feet inside the baseline, takes us with a back and floats it just over the net. He's into the net, he's finishing off with a volley here. Sounds like two completely different clips of commentary, doesn't it? Does she say my word? Oh my word! She does say she. Gigi, you do use that a lot. Do I say that a lot? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like, is it a phrase or a word, Chris? It's uh, two or three words. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> Gigi, do you remember what you said? No, I haven't got a clue. No, okay. I, I'm hoping it's not my word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear the correct answer. Dimitrov, wide stance, twisting the racket, edging towards the baseline. The Bulgarian on his feet inside the baseline, takes us with a back and floats it just over the net. He's into the net. He's finishing off with a volley here. Oh, wow! Exquisite touch for Gregor Dimitrov on break point. Well, the applause tells you that was one uh, intact lot of commentary. The answer was, oh, wow. And I don't think you can have that because oh, we got uh, half of it right. right. We got half of it right. Definitely not. Definitely uh, but... not. They are not having that. So Come the on. Second clip is for Gigi's team and it's Peter's commentary. <laughs> Peter is here enthusing about a point in a match between Yannick Sinner and Philip Kohlschreiber. And now up the line goes Sinner. Cross court backhand Kohlschreiber. Blocked back by Sinner's shortfall. Kohlschreiber comes up the line. That Sinner stand and deliver big forehand up the line for the winner. This is an easy one. I remember this. This is easy one. Easy one for you because it's your commentary. This is why I don't offer it. If 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 Gigi's team gets it wrong, I'm not offering it over for a. It's not oh wow, is it? (laughs) It's a theme. Can we can we listen to it again? And now up the line goes Sinner. Cross court backhand. Cole Schrober blocked back by Sinner's shortfall. Cole Schrober comes up the line. Cop that. Sinner stand and deliver big forehand up the line for the winner. I don't know, something like you beauty or what a beauty. Oh, I don't know. Come on, Gigi. Well, I don't even know what word you're saying after the jingle. <laughs> something like, well, not is it something answer, like put it that way. bullet forehand or bullet? So what's your team answer? So you've been listening to my commentary over the years, Seb. Thank you. It's been it's been a long time, Peter. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> Let, oh no, sorry, I shouldn't have started that off. Um, let's let's go with you beauty or something like okay, that. Your answer is you beauty. Line. Let's hear what the uh, actual word was. And now up the line goes Sinner. Cross court backhand. Cole Schrober blocked back by Sinner's shortfall. Cole Schrober comes up the line. Oh bang! Cop that. Sinner stand and deliver big forehand up the line for the winner. Oh bang! It started with the same letter. I think this might be the most impossible round of all time. I knew that one. (laughs) (laughs) Right, back to Peter's team. And here is some commentary from Barry Cowan. And don't worry, we have vetted it for anatomical references. What's he going to do? Song is looking to run round his back and it's a forehand return, but doesn't really catch hold of it. But Schnurr does with his forehand as he does a volley. One-handed backhand pass on the run from Joe Wilfred Songa. Not normally a shot, but he looks comfortable hitting. Mm, hit it again, HWP. 
What's he going to do? Song is looking to run around his back and it's a forehand return, but doesn't really catch hold of it. But Schnurr does with his forehand as he does a volley. A one-handed backhand pass on the run from Joe Wilfred Songa. Not normally a shot that he looks comfortable hitting. Do you remember this, Barry? No. No idea. Okay, clearly it was memorable. <laughs> um, okay, what's he... St so I'll throw out stunning. That's, does it sound like something Barry? Does it sound like something Barry would say? He does Barry say that. Say? Yeah, I, can, say I, I can be on board with stunning. Yeah. He does say that. Lucy, what do you reckon? Oh, Ben. <laughs> okay, so is that your team answer? We're placing we're placing that as our answer, Chris. Thank you. Okay, Russell, tell us what really happened. What's he going to do? Song is looking to run round his back, and it's a forehand return, but doesn't really catch hold of it. But Schnurr does with his forehand as he does a volley. Oh my goodness! A one-handed backhand pass on the run from Joe Wilfred Songa. Not normally a shot that he looks comfortable hitting. Oh my goodness, is that a regular Barry Count phrase? I actually thought of that, oh my goodness, because that sounded like him too. Why'd you say that, Jill? Because Jill's not Would on really your team. Us out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to help you guys out. And the final one in the You Heard It Here round is for uh, Team Hackers. Um, here's some commentary from Brian Clark on a match between Francis Tiafo and Roberto Bautista Agut. Shortens up a bit on that forehand. It's a cross-court backhand. Hangs up into a slice backhand and a sharp angle. Tiafo. here comes Bautista. Oh. That angle was even better. And this is the most impossible round. <laughs> Can we have another quick listen to it, please? Shortens up a bit on that forehand. It's a cross-court backhand. Hangs up into a slice backhand and a sharp angle. Tiafo. here comes Bautista. Oh. That angle was even better. So what did Brian say? Is it just, sorry, oh, wow. Sorry, everybody. Is it a big, oh, wow? Yeah, it could be. Maybe, yeah, because you heard Miles saying wow. So maybe they just like echoed each other. Lots of wowing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So your answer is a wow. Okay. Uh, let's have a listen to what actually was said. Shortens up a bit on that forehand. It's a cross-court backhand. Hangs up into a slice backhand and a sharp angle. Tiafo. Here comes Bautista. Oh, wow. oh, come on. That angle was even better. So the oh, answer come was, on. Oh, come on. Yes. Right. Well, after a brilliant uh, amount of scoring up to that point, uh, no team scored anything in that round. So it tells you that we shouldn't uh, try and look up for a career as uh, radio tennis commentators, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so I will not ask Russell for a score update, but thank you for playing those and thank you for editing those, Russell, as well. That was, uh, um, that was good fun, even though no, no one got anything right. You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com. The next section is called Tennis Historical Knowledge. Oh dear. Right, and we're going to start with Team Serve. Between 1908 and 1961, the foot fault rule was different to what it is today. What could you not do between 1908 and 1961? Perhaps you couldn't cross the line at all. Now you can you can hit the ball in the air over the line. Well, no, your feet have to be on the ground, I think. Maybe your feet have to be on the ground. You're not getting a lot of support from your team here, Miles. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Chris, you were there. Help us. Um, <laughs> feet have to be on the ground or you can't move your foot. I think your feet... I, I would go for... I, listen, I'm guessing. I think your feet have to be on the ground. Let's go for that. That is the correct answer. 
That is the correct okay. answer. Okay. Well, we're going oh, with that then. Well we're going with that. That's that the. Yep. We'll put good. that one in. That was really That's, good. <laughs> the rule as it stands now was the rule, the rule before 1908, and then they were worried that there would be players who would run up to the baseline, a little bit like a cricketer bowling or uh, a javelin thrower. And that they would actually, because of the momentum, be able to actually serve from about halfway between the baseline and the uh, service line. So they changed the rule. But from um, 61, they changed it back again. And so, yes, now you just mustn't touch the line or the ground inside the line until you've hit the ball. Another thing for Nick Kyrgios to try. You're amazed he's not yeah. tried a slam dunk serve yet. He, he could, yeah. Um, so this um, question is for Team Hackers. The US Open was played for three years on clay in the 1970s with three different champions. Name two of the three. Can you repeat the question, Chris? The US Open was played for three years on clay in the 1970s with three different champions, men's singles champions. Name two of the three. I think Seb's, Connors was Seb's just Googling. So. I think Connors was one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barry. I think Connors was one. I'm not going to say anything until we get the team answer. Are you going to give us two names? Are we in Nastasi territory here? That's what I was thinking. And Gerolitis or someone like that? Or... Um, you can have three guesses, and if two of the three are right, you can have the point. We're only discussing at the moment, I think. Vilas? Did Vilas win hmm. the US Open? I'm going with whatever Perry come up with. Is it, does, everyone, does everyone agree with Connors? Yes. Connors? So. Yeah, how do you go with that? Should we go Connors and Nast Nasty? We might as well chuck a third name in because we can have three names. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it, yeah. Let's go with that. Well, Gigi, that was very smart because Nastasi was wrong, but Vilas is right. So you get the point. Well done, Barry. Oh, Barry. Good job, well Barry. done. Well it done, was, Barry uh... and Seb, for that one. Well done. Yeah, thanks, guys. In, uh, Vilas was 77, beat Connors in the final. Connors was 76. And the champion in 75 was Manolo Arantes. You've been all over that one, you lot. Right. So we're back we're we're back to Peter's team. In September 1988, the Association of Tennis Professionals announced it was transforming itself from a players' association into a tour body under the name ATP Tour, with effect from 1990. Where was the announcement made? Parking lot of the US Open, right? Miles? Yeah. Yeah, that is the correct answer. I was going to say... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we'll take 20 minutes like they did, you know, just fumble around. I was going to say, now one, half the... a point for the city and half for the, exactly where it was. But yes, it was at the parking lot at Flushing Meadows because they wanted to hold it in the press conference room and the uh, United States Tennis Association said no. So it took place in the, in the parking lot. Yeah. So over to Team Hackers, Gigi's team. What is the next country in this sequence? Czechoslovakia, Switzerland, USA, Russia, Chile, Spain, Great Britain, Great Britain. You have to repeat them. I was I was writing them down. Czech, Swiss. Czechoslovakia, Switzerland, USA, Russia, Chile, Spain, Great Britain, Great Britain. I think they are the men's Olympic champions. Um, I think oh, yeah? Chile must be um, Nicolas, uh, what's his name? Uh, team's coach. And, uh, Masu? Masu? 
Masu, yeah. and then you've got two Murrays. Yeah. So who, I can't remember who won it this year. Uh, Ge- uh, Germany, I guess. Germany. Yeah, Germany. Germany is the correct answer. Yeah, well yeah good job, Sam. Well well, I had to chip in eventually. <laughs> Welcome yes. to the podcast, Sim. <laughs> We're just waiting for Peter's first answer now. Right. Well, this is now Peter's team. Of the nine Masters 1000 events, which is the oldest in terms of when the tournament was first played? Of the nine Masters 1000 events, which is the oldest? I think I know this one. I think it's Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right? Yeah, it's over 100 years. I mean, I don't know how old Rome might be. By the looks of those statues, very old. (laughs) I think Cincinnati. If I had to guess, I'd guess Cincinnati. Cincinnati is like the 1880s or 70s, I think. It's over 100 years. I would guess that one. So your answer is Cincinnati? That is incorrect. I will throw it over to Gigi's team. Gigi, I'm just going to throw in Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. Canada? Yeah. I thought it was one of the Canada ones, but... Oh, right. We've got Monte Carlo in Canada. (laughs) Who wants to get it? Cincinnati. I thought it was Cincinnati. Mm. Um, Well, look, surely, surely, you know, weight of numbers would suggest that that's the right answer, Chris, but... It so, doesn't quite so, work like that, Peter. So we've got, Barry, we've got a decision between Jill's Canada and Seb's Monte Carlo. Well, I, I think Canada. You do? Okay, I was, I was, I, I thought, but I was not, I'm not 100%. So if Seb, if right. you're feeling pretty confident. No, I mean, the no, old... no I'm, I'm not, I'm not. So if you, if you guys think that, then go with it. Uh, well, I have to hurry. What's your answer? Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to go with Canada because Barry is very confident. Canada. Well, you have gained half a bonus point there because Canada is the correct answer. Well done, Barry. Well done, Jill. Well done, Baza. Canada was first played in 1881. Monte Carlo was first played in 1897. Cincinnati Ooh. started in 1899. It is the oldest tournament in America still played on its original site, but it's not the oldest tournament. Rome dates from 1930. Uh, so it's just country then, not actual city. Well, the, to- they, the they tournament, the tournament. I talked about the tournament. I did phrase it the tournament, yes. Of the nine Masters 1000 events, I said, yes. Indian Wells, 74, Miami, 85. Anyway, so the next question is for uh, Gigi's team. After being hosted throughout the 1990s in Germany, the ATP finals changed its name in 2000 to the Tennis Masters Cup. And it was played in different cities for the next four years. Name two of the four cities. Or if you want me to phrase that differently, name two of the four cities in which the men's season-ending finale was played between 2000 and 2003. <laughs> it's like tumbleweed, isn't it, going across? When was um, Houston? Is this our question? Yes. It's your yeah. question. Well, it's Baz. Sydney, Sydney. Oh, it's our question? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> I think Sydney, Lisbon and Houston. And there was another one, which was... I think Houston. So we've got to give two, right? Yes. Of course. Two. I remember Lisbon, yeah, because that was Kurt, Sydney wasn't it? And, Sydney and Lisbon were, I think, 2000 and 2001. Yeah. And Houston was three. I don't know what was two, but... That's good enough for the mark. Yeah. Uh, 2002 was Shanghai. A different venue to where it went in 2005. But uh, uh, you're absolutely right. Lisbon, uh, 2000, Sydney, 2001, Shanghai, 2002. And the first of two years in Houston in 2003. Well done, team. Okay, so... Um, Not that we knew it was our question, but well done. This one is for 
team serve. In 2021, what did Russian tennis players start that they also finished? The year winning a cup. Didn't they win the ATP Cup and then the Davis Cup at the end? They bookended the year with uh, winning That's a good answer. Happy with that one. Yeah, that works for me. That is the correct answer. Um, Technically, though, Russia won the ATP Cup and the Russian Tennis Federation won the Davis Cup. And the Billie Jean Jean King Cup finals. Also the Russian Tennis Federation. Also had success at the Olympics. Do we get a half point for what Gigi said? No. No. Ah, Lucy. You you do get your question, though. Um, Right, looking to the future, what event... history. Looking to the future, what event that first happened in 1991 will become entrenched as a feature of the tennis calendar in 2022? What event that first happened in 1991 will become entrenched as a feature of the tennis calendar in 2022. Oh, which one's coming back? Oh, is it? Hopman Cup, is that coming back? That is coming back. And I can think 91 would be about the right time, I would have thought, that it would have started. What do you think, team? I can't think of anything else. Yep. Yep. So your answer answer is the Hopman Cup. That is incorrect, and I will throw it as a possible half point bonus to Peter's team. Maybe next year, isn't it? Not this, not the, like twenty twenty three. Talking about twenty twenty two, right? It's not. Yeah. There's a tournament uh, in Dallas this year. Can you repeat that question, Viscus? Okay. Yeah. And there's there's one word in this that you're misinterpreting. Looking to the future, what event that first happened in 1991 will become entrenched as a feature of the tennis calendar in 2022? What event will become entrenched? And happened. Yeah, there's weird wording here. Um, you can't help them. Quizmaster, you can't help them. It's a crit. It's a Chris question. Of course, there's twists and turns. <laughs> He's a writer after all. These are carefully phrased. It's 91. Come on, I need to... Come on, Miles, you're around. Oh, uh, middle Sunday at Wimbledon? Uh, Is that the first time? Is uh, that a thought? Very good. Uh, Nice job. Well done, Brian. (laughs) Yes. Good job. You interpreted the word event as tournament when actually it was like a happening. Well done, Brian. Well done, Brian. That's the difference of being uh, fresher in the day, right? Yeah. What's my excuse? It's 9am here. Ricardo hasn't woken up yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now going to go to the hardworking producer for a score update before we start to invoke Labour Cup rules. There's four points in it. Gigi, Seb, Barry and Jill, Team Hackers, they have eight and a half points. And Team Serve with Peter, Brian, Miles and Lucy, they have 12 and a half points. You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. So, all to play for because, although there are only two questions left, this round is called Dressed Up to the Nines because there are nine points to win on each question. Keeps it live up to the end. And I'm going to switch the order here and we're going to have Team Hackers going first because you have the ground to make up. So, in... 2021, Novak Djokovic joined Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal on 20 Grand Slam 
singles titles each. It's amazing to think that at one stage Pete Sampras's record of 14 Grand Slam titles was thought of as impossible to pass. There are now 13 male players who've won eight slams or more. Obviously, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic and Sampras lead the pack. But who are the other nine? And they've each won between eight and 12 majors. And you can have a point for each one that you get. You don't have to tell me how many majors they won. Just tell me as many of the nine that have won between eight and 12 majors. And this is for Team Hackers. Who's got one? Right. That they want to throw out. Borgen Agassi, two. Agassi, yeah. Borgen Agassi, yes. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rosewall. Rosewall, yes. There's nine other ones. There's nine in total. Well, you've got three so far, so three. six to find. And you're going to have to tell me, if you throw a name out, is that a team answer or is that just you discussing it among yourselves? How many did McEnroe win? I don't think he won eight, did he? I think he won seven. I think he won, yeah, six or seven. Um, Ed Burns didn't win that many. No, no I, think, I don't think so. Um, Lendl? Co- Connors? Lendl, no. Yeah, I would say Connors. Yeah. Should we go Connors? Connors. Connors. Connors is correct. Hang on. So we've got, there's four. How many did Volander win? Didn't win that many, did he? He won three French. Yeah, I I think he's. I think he was seven. But let, let's. I mean, because if we don't get them, we might as well mention those guys' names: Philander, Becker, Edberg. I think they're all seven, roughly. Yeah. Um, what about some of the older, some of the uh, guys that came before them. Um, yeah, I mean, do they all count? I think so. Yeah, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fred Perry. What did, how many did Fred Perry win? Not enough. He would have had a bigger statue otherwise. I mean, William Renshaw, how many did he win? I mean, we got... well, he won, like, didn't he win seven Wimbledons? Yeah, I mean, maybe we need to listen to the question again. Did we, did we miss? Yeah, can you say the question again? There are now 13 male players who've won eight slams or more. Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Sampras lead the pack. But who are the other nine who have won between eight and 12 majors? And you have Borg, Agassi, Rosewall and Connors. I need up to five more names from you, please. Well, Labour, how many did Labour win? Yeah, yeah, Labour. Yeah, Labour. I'd put Rod Labour as a definite. Yes, that's uh, your fifth point. Is there another American? Is there an earlier American before Sampras and Agassi? No. Think of one. No. Aussie? Aussies? I'm here. Well, we got Labour and Rosewall. <laughs> I think it's got to. It's got to be maybe maybe Valanda and Becker. I thought I didn't think Becker won eight though. I don't think Becker won eight. I don't think so either. There's dog barking going on. They're cheating. Yeah. Sorry, that's my my. Um. What about Lendl? Did he not get eight? I think Lendl, I'm more confident than Lendl than Belanda Beck and Edberg. Yeah, should we go Lendl? Yeah. Yeah. Lendl is correct. He had eight. Good job. Oh, I didn't think he got eight. So I need three more names from you. Belanda won how many? Three French. How many did McEnroe win? People are screaming at their. I know, I know. Right, radios and devices (laughs) out there. Hurry up. (laughs) Should we go experts? Because he won three Wimbledons. I think he won... Did he win three or four? Fred, did he win an Aussie? McEnroe? 
Oh, is that yes? What did you say, McEnroe? Molly said McEnroe. Okay, yeah, we're going, go we got to go McEnroe if Molly says it. Okay, Molly's wrong. Oh, Molly. Molly. Right. I need two two more names from you, and there are three correct answers. So your maximum in this round is eight points. What about Emerson? 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 Oh, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad one. I don't know. <laughs> I think he got like 13, didn't he? Who's that, Seb? Roy Emerson. Was it Roy Emerson? Yeah, why not? Shall we? Yeah. Is that a, is that a guess? Yeah. yeah. He's 12. He was the one that Sampras passed last. Do we only have one more guess? Yeah. There's two right answers and we've got one guess left. She's trying to tell you something. I think there's one that's like even older. Renshaw or Perry? Renshaw. Let's go with that. Let's go Renshaw. No, 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 because he wouldn't have won anything else, would he? Well, exactly, I, but I think... I he, think there's oh, no, one yeah. that's even older, yeah. I think he may have won a truckload of Wimbledons, but... Um... Here we go, Renshaw. Willie Renshaw? You going, Ren you going Renshaw? Yeah. That is wrong, and you were very close to it. Uh, the other two were Bill Tilden and Fred Perry. Oh, Perry. <laughs> So you got seven of the nine. Emerson with 12 titles, Borg and Laver each with 11. You didn't get Tilden with 10. You didn't get Perry with eight, but you did get the other four with eight. Agassi, Rosewall, Connors and Lendl. Villander had seven. Uh, McEnroe had seven. Edberg and Becker had six each. Right. Now, having scored seven points, that means as of this moment, you are ahead. But with um, Team Serve with one more question. So you need at least some points in this final round, uh, final question, team serve. And your question is, there were nine players who won two ATP Tour titles this year. Can you name them? When I say two, I mean two, not more than two, not at least two. Nine players who won two ATP Tour men's singles titles this year. Can you name them? You get a point for each. All right, yell them out, team. I'm going to write them down as we go. Seminole and Natalia in East form. Yeah, I had him on my list. Nori. Absolutely. I will not take any of these yet. I'll, I'll wait for you to read them out at the end, Peter. Nori in doing well. Nori's a good shot, yeah. Los Cabos, right? Correct, said Dubai and Belgrade. <sighs> we had to get him in somewhere. What yeah. a man. Isn't he great? Sini, Belgrade and Queens. How many did Sinner win? Ocean he Road. He won, he won Sofia at the end of the year and he won... Um, did he, win? he won one of the Melbourne tournaments early in the year. Ocean and he won Road. Vienna or one of those ones. So he's more, I think. So no Sinner. What about her oh. catch? Her My, catch? No, he won three, didn't he? Miami. Miami. Oh, he won Delray, didn't he? Delray. Yes. Did he win Antwerp or he won some? What, what I think about Schwartzman. He won earlier in the year. He won, did he win another one? So, uh, I don't think he won more than Buenos Aires. Alcaraz does next gen count. Yeah, I was going to say, I had Alcaraz on my list. Next gen shouldn't count. It's an ATP tournament. I did say two ATP tour titles. The next gen does uh, not so count as a tour title. What yeah. uh, I think Nadal only won two yeah. because he he won two he won Barcelona and um, 
Did he win Rome or Madrid? Uh, Zverev won Madrid. So I think he won Rome and Barcelona, right? Because yeah. he didn't win anything after that. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> to yeah, Nadal. That's a good shot. How about Tsitsipas? He won Monte Carlo, and did he win anything else? Yeah. yeah good shot. Could be Tsitsipas. Uh, who, who won? Yes, who right. won Canada this year? A oh, Medvedev did, didn't he? I mean, how long are they taking for this answer? <laughs> About half the time, Almost you guys as long took. as you did for yours. <laughs> did Medvedev win more than two? He won the grass court one and Canada, and the US Open. And US, of course, of course. <laughs> but does US Open? US Open's a Grand Slam. It's on an ATP Tour event. Yes, it is, because it's listed as one of the ATP Tour events. Yes. So R- Rublev, what did, R- did he win Rotterdam being in the year? Rotterdam. And then I think he might have won something else. I'm going to have to uh, get you to come to a conclusion here. Definitely. That's a good, pretty good shout. Dumanor, Nori, Karatsev, Berrettini. Nadal. Nadal. Nadal, Tsitsipas, Rublev Tsitsipas. is currently on our list. Yeah. Quick, two more. Shapovalov, did he win? Uh, Sebi Korda, did he? He won one. Did he win another? I think he only won one. He won Parma, uh, the, I think. Yeah. On clay. These, these pesky 250 events through the year. It's probably someone who's snuck up, who's making a rise up the. Yeah, I don't think any Americans won out. two. I could be wrong, but probably am wrong. Isn't the one Atlanta? Did he win anything else? He didn't win lots. No, that was. No, it was Nori. Okay, Peter, can I have your list, please? All right, we'll start working through the list. If you hit any brainwaves, team, we'll just yeah. scream them out. So, Alex Dimonor. Correct. Cam Norrie. Correct. Aslan, my man, Kratsev. Correct. Oh, what a year. Do you remember that, Baz? Big <laughs> rise up the rankings. Um, Matteo Berrettini. Correct. Oh, Lucy Earl. Hall of Fame, this, from you to this quiz. Uh, now, we put Rafael Nadal. Correct. <laughs> yes. Two, three, four, five. Stefanos Tsitsipas. Correct. Wow. <laughs> well done, Miles. Right, we're right now lucky. I think we've already won, but uh, play with house oh, money. smug, isn't he? We had like the history of the game to think about. You've had one year. Ex- excuse me. Excuse me. We haven't finished yet. Uh, we've also decided, well, I don't know how right this is, but let's go Andre Rublev. Incorrect. Ah, damn. We had a good run. Any others that anyone could think of I while thought, we're having a free hit? You've got two oh, more no, guesses. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you're finished because I think there's another one. No, oh, three more. Oh, do we think not for Schwartzman? I mean, he won one early in the year. He didn't win like Vienna or something like that, did he? Do we want to just just to speed this along a little bit? Okay, yeah, he won. It is incorrect. He he won right. in Buenos Aires, but he did not win another one. One more guess. One more guess. We don't think Shapovalov. I can't think of any titles he won. Did he win? That's actually, yeah, that's maybe the more pertinent question. <laughs> We're just, just plucking yeah. out names here. <laughs> I mean, isn't it one Atlanta? I don't think he won anything else, did he? Not in singles, no. All right, I'm going to end it there because um, you could go on forever on this one. The three you missed were Chilich, Bazlashvili, and Peter. Pablo. 
Fregno Busta. Why did I not put that one in for dramatic effect? There we go. I did cue you up for that. So you got six in that round. And so, Russell, give us the final score. Well, it was a close run thing, Chris. But the final scores on the doors are as follows. Team Hackers with Gigi, Barry, Seb and Jill, a commendable 15 and a half points. And for the first time, winners, Team Serve, Peter Mercato follows up the Rudy Trophy win, the time capsule, by winning the end of year quiz as well. Peter, Brian, Miles and Lucy, a grand total of 18 and a half points. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done, team. Special shout out. Congratulations, Three Lucy. members of the winning team, hashtag humble. One member mm. of the winning team, hashtag not humble. Well, this is a good time for Peter to, you know, promote your book about winning gracefully. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, when I write it, I'll let you know. But Hall of Fame, our player of player of the night has to go to Lucy Arle, who just led us off beautifully and then brought us home good at the job, back Lucy. end as well. Magnificent, Lucy. Fantastic. Well done, Luce. Before we finish, we're going to have a little bit of fun because inevitably I have to be prepared for this being a tie and therefore we have a tie-break question. But having gone to the trouble of preparing it, we'll have a bit of fun and you can listen to it because it's another audio one. I'd like you to listen intently to this piece of commentary by our colleague Philip Studd on a match between Sasha Zverev and Richard Gasquet because I'm going to ask you something about it afterwards. Here we go. Big serve from Zverev. It lands, but Gasquet gets the uh, return in and deep from Zverev on the forehand. Gasquet again, though, defending well at the baseline. Hits a deep slice. This is his second match point. It will be a wonderful win for Gasquet, having been so close to defeat. Off forehand from Zverev. And now a backhand up the line. Gasquet chasing left and right, defending manfully at the baseline. Deep slice from Gasquet right down the centre of the court. Backhand cross court from Zverev. He's on the cusp of defeat here. Backhand cross court again from Zverev. Gasquet just clears the net, then plays the squash short. Cross court. Up the line goes Zverev with a forehand. Another forehand cross court. He's dictating this rally, but Gasquet is defending brilliantly. Then huge pace accelerated into that shot by Zverev. Gasquet throws up the lob, it lands in. Zverev with the off forehand. Gasquet somehow gets the ball back into play. Deep slice on the forehand. And then the backhand. And then a forehand from Zverev. A squash shot from Gasquet. This has got to be the longest rally of the year. Squash shot from Gasquet again. This is match point, remember, to the Frenchman. Forehand from Zverev. Another forehand from Zverev. Cross court. Gasquet has it covered again. Backhand from Zverev. Cross court. And still he can't see off the Frenchman. Deep slice from Gasquet who's just praying for an error here. Big off forehand from Zverev. Short the ball and a winner from Zverev cross court. That is an absolutely monumental rally. And Zverev shows his nerve under pressure. Gasquet hands on knees. Cannot believe that Zverev is still standing. And the crowd is standing. An ovation for both of these players after an absolute lungbuster. 49 strokes. And Zverev somehow is still alive. Right. There were 49 strokes in that rally. But how many words did Philip use to describe it? 
Oh, you, know you know, I actually counted the shots because I thought the question was going to be how long is <laughs> you know it going to I didn't exactly. I, I didn't count, count the words though. He said Zverevo Gasquet. We could have done that. That would have been too easy. Does this mean that Russell has listened through and counted every single word that Philip Studd it said? It does. He's, he's wow. needed something wow. to do since the live <laughs> stuff finished and uh, this is what he's doing now. He's, he's found just it. transcribing all <laughs> of our commentary. All right. One number... One number written on the screen from the two team captains, please. Oh, oh wow. Hang on, I'm just playing this on my own. Oh, we can't. No, 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 it's a team decision, but team the captain. Decision. Yeah, but how, but how yeah. can we do this if we're yeah, doing at the same time? Yeah. Peter, I just messaged you. Oh, yes, you have too. Thank you, Brian. Barry, can you message me if you've got a number? Oh, yes, I will take up. Gigi, I'll do the same. I'll message you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll WhatsApp you. But what if we go for different ones? Well, you just have to make a call. Oh no! It was a remarkable piece of commentary that. But, okay, uh, I've got I've got Barry's number. I mean, Barry, I haven't got a clue, but I've got your number. <laughs> oh, Seb, Seb's gone a lot higher. Thank you, than Miles. You. <laughs> this is this this has become a real well. Ah. Oh, and Jill's gone a lot. You can slide into my DMs oh, no. any time, okay. Miles. <laughs> okay, so so Jill and Barry are within nine words of each other. And and Seb is a lot higher. Okay, so, well, we'll go with them then, because well, they're no, no, commentators. Well, well, no, you. you <laughs> no, I'm I'm horrible at these things. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, when you I'm get like those so bubble gum things, you, you have to guess all the bubble why gum. Why don't you go in the middle? Why don't you go in the middle? I'll send you my rationale. Well, no, I'll have to hurry you here because that'll uh, be uh, what 14 pages long, Seb. Won't some it? some of us have Christmas still. It's more than that, Miles. I figured he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't sort of. Saying a lot of times, as, word economy as, was. And right Seb's there. given me his reasoning for it. I feel I should go with Seb. Okay, so let's have the numbers on your on the screens, please. Oh, do I go with Brian? Do I go with Miles? Because they're so wildly apart. <laughs> or you gave us I'm going to go. Between. Look, don't. No offense, Miles, but I'm going to go. Okay. Bit, okay. I'm going to go with numbers Brian's on the one. screen, please. Okay. okay, show now. Hang on, radio, go, Jeej. Okay. Ooh. Peter, Peter says, says 250. Oh, oh my God. Gigi oh. says 255. Wow. And actually, this is a consolation prize for Team Hackers because, Gigi, you're you're both incredibly close. The answer was 259. Well done, oh. Seb. And Seb said he worked it out. It's five words per shot. And I just oh, love Brian, that. you said four words per shot. I did four shot. words per shot. That's how I came to 250. <laughs> oh, my Come God. On, good job, you guys. Well wow. done. Well done, is, everybody. That is remarkable. <laughs> well done. Anyway, that was a bit of fun. The whole thing, I hope, was a bit of fun. Thank you very much to everybody who's taken part. That's uh, Gigi Sam and Jill Krabus, Seb Lozier, Barry Cowan, Peter McCarto, Miles McLagan, Lucy Arl, and Brian Clark. Massive thank you to the ever hardworking producer, Russell Dalbertanson, who dug up all the audio. And thank you to you for listening to this podcast. I'm Chris Bowers. Stay safe if you're celebrating the festive season. Celebrate well, but safely. Our next podcast will be on the 2nd of January. We look forward to seeing you sometime in 2022. Enjoy whatever you're doing and let's look forward to hopefully a full calendar in 2022 and a wonderful year of tennis. Bye-bye.